You're listening to the Irises Lounge Podcast. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Kyle Fleischman. The iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me tonight, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, Jose Pavon, Lance Gentles, and special guest, new teammate to Typhosi Racing, David Thompson. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, guys? Pretty good. All right, we're going to start with you tonight, Dave. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you start on iRacing, and how did you hear of it? Um, well, I've been with iRacing since uh, May of 2015. Um, I actually kind of stumbled into the iRacing deal, uh, seen the uh, the simulators at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and um, done a little bit of their simulating and the uh, the little activities you had there, and kind of got hooked from there. Well, nice. You were able to enjoy that, at least. Uh, how often do you race? Um, at least once a week. Um, we try to I try to hit as many of the races as I can uh, with my schedule and with uh, the the volunteer fire service I'm with and the company I'm running. It kind of limits it, so we try to at least get uh, one to two races with the NIS mainly every week. All right. Do you run anything else besides NIS? Are you running the uh C fixed or whatever, or just the NIS? It really depends on which tracks we're at. Um, you know, the I, I usually try to stay away from the fixed races. Uh, I'm more of a uh, a tuner than I am a, a driver, I guess. If you try to run somebody else's setup, especially the fixed ones, it just don't really fit my style. So I try to build build setups or get setups and tweak them to where it fits me. So the you know, I'll, I'll usually try to catch a, an open race, either the C or the B class, depends on which track we're at. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, what about your gear? What kind of pedals and wheels do you use? Uh, right now, I'm currently running a uh, Logitech G27 uh, pedals, steering wheel uh, combination. Uh, nothing special, really upgraded to it. Uh, running a uh, Vol Air Sim uh, seat and... Uh, I guess racing rig, uh, running three monitors, 24-inch. Oh, okay. Any leaks? Not really leagues. I, I, I kind of play around sometimes with the uh, Southern Motorsports, the SOMO leagues, uh, but not a lot. You know, it's a lot of just trying to fit my schedule with them. But, uh, you know, I catch a race here and now, now and again with those guys. Uh, good racing if anybody wants to, uh, wants to join with them. It's... Uh, Hard hard racing, and everybody's uh, good drivers, good clean racing, so you don't have to worry about you know getting out there and getting taken out for a win. Yeah, we had them on a show a month or so ago, and was, those guys run quite a few races. Sounded like a really good club to join. Oh, yeah, they are. And they got a, I mean, good bunch of guys, got a good set of rules for it, and uh, they run where they run three nights a week with the, the trucks, the Xfinity cars, and the cup cars. Uh, so you got pretty much... Uh, any uh, any form of racing, whichever one you prefer. I mean, like I said, good group of guys. I highly recommend them. All right, good deal. Um, any third-party software besides TeamSpeak? Um, other than TeamSpeak, we do have uh, the iAnalyze Racing uh, software, um, just like everybody else run Trading Paints. But other than that, that's uh, that's pretty much the limit of what we uh, third-party was. Okay. 
And uh, how about your most memorable moment for iRacing? Uh, most memorable moment right now, it's, it's actually pretty much the closest ones. We had a, had a nice little charity race for one of the guys at, uh, the Lazy Days Racing, Cody Kramer. He has a, uh, a rare form of cancer. So we had a big charity race for him and, uh, you know, the, had, uh, I think 30 some guys start to race, uh, raise thousand dollars for Cody and all his medical expenses to kind of get him through this. And we ended up just looking out falling into the wind and uh, so that's probably the, the most memorable due to the fact that it was you know it was a w force and then we did raise awareness for uh, for cody's cancer and then raise some good money and, and some uh some help from him, for him on that one yeah it sounded like a pretty incredible finish i heard quite a bit about it there and congrats on that win and and thanks for helping support uh the cancer cause I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for you guys for uh, advertising it. Uh, without y'all, we wouldn't have had a, uh, they wouldn't have had a good turn as we did. Yeah. Anytime. Um, we welcome anybody that any, uh, anybody out there that's running charity events or anything like that, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll be glad to have you on the show and get the word out there and help, uh, raise awareness for it. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about is you actually have a live spotter in all your races. Tell us a little about that and how much, uh, how long you guys been working together? Uh, well, yeah, me and uh, me and Mel, we've actually been running uh, races pretty much about half a season. So we were about six months. We've been actually uh, full on week in, week out spotting. Um, she was very skeptical when at the start of the season. She just wasn't real comfortable with the idea. Uh, we've done some test races and test sessions. Got her good with it and. You know she's a she's really been a major asset to the team. Uh, you know keeping me out of trouble, giving me more eyes and, and visual effects than what the the computer spotter does. Well, she seems awfully confident now. I ran there with you last week at Talladega, and she's definitely a blessing. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, like I said, it, uh, she's eager to learn and and she's actually just fell, falling in love with the whole spotting idea in the racing racing genre period, and. Uh, you know, like like when me and you run together, it you know there was so much more information you can get with a live spotter. Oh, definitely, and less headache of having to worry about looking away from your track to change something too. So it definitely helps out. It, it definitely does, I and mean, it's you know it it's one less when with the human spotter, it's one less aspect you got to fight with. You know, you're you can focus on driving a car and watching that for everybody else, and especially if you got a car that's ill-handling, you know, you can go through and say, okay, this is what it's doing, and I've got some cheat sheets where we've you know, set up stuff where you know what, what cars want to do and what different adjustments. So she'll look at that and be like, okay, this is what we got to change to get the car right. Yeah, right on. Right on. All right, let's get, let's get into NIS. Um, Jose, did you run this week at Martinsville? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. I ran one open and one fix. I think, uh, I believe, uh, I'm not even, re I don't even remember exactly where I finished. Um, I know I got top tens on both of them. Uh, I believe I got like a seventh in the open and a ninth in the fix, something of that nature. Um, good clean races both times. Uh, I didn't run anything additional because Martinville is extremely dangerous uh, when it comes to a, trying to uh, preserve your I rating and safety rating. Um, so I got lucky. I got top tens on both my first attempts in the fix in the open and uh, decided to just uh, 
clip it there and uh, rest for the rest of the week. Very sounds like you were able to carry some momentum from that win last week at Talladega. That's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely carried uh, plenty of momentum. Uh, continue to uh, raise my I rating as best as I can and uh, hoping to have a good finish uh, before the end of the season. Well, we got Texas up next, so should go well. Carlos, did you run? What? Did you run at Martinsville this week? Yeah, I think I ran one race. Oh, no, two. I ran two or one. I don't remember now. Anyways, I ran, was it Wednesday night open? Got killed on lap one. Finished 80-something laps down on 18th, and I think that was... No, that was it, and I didn't race any more than that. Yeah, it's one, <laughs> it was one of those weeks. It's just you just had to no really do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Right after Talladega, you had to go to Martinsville, and it's like, oh, you get all that adrenaline all week for Talladega, and then you get Martinsville right afterwards. But how about you, David? Yeah, we uh, we run Martinsville. Um, had a decent run. About halfway through the race, got. Uh, Got rear-ended, so it tore the, uh, got the whole handle, the bounce of the car off, and it's just down here from there. I think we finished up 16th. Oof. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of like how my week went. I had, uh, I think I ran two opens in the, uh, at Martinsville, and, and I ran the fixed race last night. Last night I had, had probably a top five car. I was third place on a restart at, like, lap 40 I think it was and the leader went but then he brake checked and sent the whole wave through the entire field wrecked out at least 10 10 guys blew their motors and so he proceeded to lead another 185 laps and win it all because he pretty much damaged every car in the race so it was a tough night last night in the open I don't even remember where I finished probably in the 12 to 15 range all week so it's kind of an awful run track right after Talladega. Now are these guys having a lot of fun there? Where so, are they going? They're yeah, I had a twenty-fifth in the open and a twelfth in the open, and then I had a twelfth in the fixed. So I guess not too terrible, but still maintaining third in both uh, open and fixed points. All right, Carlos, what's up next? Well, if I got all this right, I'm guessing. Uh... Well, let me see here. A post from Steve Myers on Twitter. That yep. looking at. He just says something about. What's he talking about here? It says that TJ Majors. <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh he challenged TJ Majors uh-huh. for the uh, Buffalo Bills pa- uh, Patriots game. But uh, he says, "Let's put your money where your mouth is. What's the bet for next weekend? Loser has to will wear a Bills slash Pats jersey at Homestead. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing one or the other. I'm not sure which team supports which, but uh, I'm guessing that's probably what it was. Is is the loser had to win the or wear the opposing jersey to Homestead? Thought it was a cute little thing there. Yeah." All right, next up, uh, with the latest update, it it, uh, it broke voice attack, Joel real timing, and other third-party software. And uh, David Tucker came on, and he says 
something about a patch coming out and they put they did put out a patch for it on thursday and um they they released the notes for it saying that they fixed an issue with the formatting of a data from iRacing to third par- third party applications and tools so it was a hot fix so hopefully nobody's experiencing any issues from that um they did also say something about trading paints being fixed and if you have any issues with them you can contact them by emailing them at support at tradingpaints.com so if you have any issues just go ahead and send in a support ticket all right carlos what's up next oh hell i thought you were still doing these next few i'm guessing something those are all same same links for the um, oh so is this like the was it digital race engineer or was that yeah. something else yeah it affected digital race engineer um all right, dual real timing it was all third party software something to do with the data not being transferred over that's it I don't know I don't yeah. use that plugin it's the one Mike uses isn't it yeah it's the one that Mike uses and he's not available tonight so I don't know if it's fixed or not. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't use none of that either. The only thing is trading paints, which um, I noticed that uh, before, and I believe it was before the update, um, when we were doing test sessions or practice sessions for the 24-hour endurance race, the team paint scheme would not appear. Um, but during the 24-hour endurance race, and I'm again, this is after the patch, uh, the paint scheme did appear, so I'm hoping... and. Yeah, I think they did fix it because trading pain was working. Yeah, I know a few of us when we first loaded in, we couldn't see the paint, but it seemed like after like a half hour or so, you hit the refresh and it was there. So, um, supposedly it was fixed under this update they just put out. So, we'll see. Uh, next up, uh, iRacing put up a post on Facebook. About running a, they ran a referral contest over the summer where they offered a free Skip Barber Racing School experience to the iRacer who grabbed the most referrals. And uh, they announced the winner. It was Twitch streamer Matt Malone of Grip TV Live. And uh, he put, Matt put together a video of his experience with the Skip Barber Racing School at Road Atlanta. So. Um, check that out. You can find it on YouTube. Just uh, search Skip Barber Racing School with commentary at M- MX5 Road Atlanta. And uh, you can see his experience there. I'll have my that, links are all over the place. That would have yeah. been nice. To win that would have been, yes. I think it would have been a blast. I think that it was a person that uh, I'm familiar with. I mean... Sometimes you're not familiar with some of the winners of the contest. Matt Malone is a very familiar name in iRacing. Yeah, he's actually one of the bigger streamers for it as well on uh, on Twitch. And you can find his stream at, um, where did I just put it? When they like Showdown Twi- 1983? Yep, yep. twitch.tv forward slash Showdown 1983. Next up, um, iRacing put out a post on Facebook. Uh, Here's a peek at our new driver hand animations offering a full range of motion. It's still a work in progress, but 
it looked pretty cool in the video. I'm just not sure how I'd feel about it. Um, personally, I don't race with the wheel on, so maybe if the wheel's not on, hopefully the hands don't show up. Yeah, no, unless oh, yeah. you set it, yeah, unless you set it, you won't see the wheel nor the hand, but I would love to hear Lance's oh, the, opinion about this because... Uh, finally doing that? Yeah, and he, and he has mentioned that ever since he was using the, uh, the Vive, uh, headset, um, that the hands look realistic to him. He felt like he was really, really in the car because of that. Now with this particular edition of this animation, it's going to really uh, roll his mind a little bit when it comes to the realization of, uh, of VR. That's one thing they needed for the longest time. It's been driving me insane. Well, it's funny you say that because Lance actually did comment on it. Oh, yeah. on, this, on the post, he says, this will be huge for VR users. Having the hands lock at 90 degrees is something that throws me off from time to time. Your brain wants to tell you to turn the wheel harder when your arms stop. It's quite the odd sensation. Yeah. These have been always bugging me and everything. If anyone ever watches any review I've done on any sim, this is the one thing that bothers the crap out of me. That I mean, I mean, like, R-Factor's had this kind of thing since, like, 2011 with R-Factor 2, or was it 2012, I think? Whenever R-Factor 2 came out and all the other sims do it and iRacing finally, finally caught up. It's, ne it's never bothered me. My my field of view is very close, oh. and I yeah, don't have the, the steering off. wheel. Yeah, and and the hands and the house. I don't I don't see that. It doesn't affect me, I guess. But uh, it's a nice addition. Yeah, like yeah that's I it agree. though. VR is probably the number one thing that it should help for. Yeah, copy VR is where it's gonna go. Supposedly, the whole thing is gonna go that way. From what we keep hearing it. I, uh, VR is the way that everything's going to lean in the future, so we'll see. I personally don't race with the wheel or anything on myself. It's just a distraction, so. Anyways, next up we got Oculus Rift CV1 VR headset review from Inside Sim Racing. Which, well, kind of late, but why not? Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what to talk about. This is really nowhere. The only ones that well, use VR is Lance. Yeah, Lance, uh, good to see you were able to get in. Um, did you actually watch that review? You know, I had that spooled up watch last night, and uh, I fell asleep. <laughs> All right, well, but, maybe you'll have to catch it and uh, give us a review on it uh, next week. So. Absolutely. I'll, I'll check it out and uh, I'll tell you what I think. Um, I've had a chance to talk to some people that have used a uh, CV1. So, um, so yeah, I'll have uh, something prepared for that next Monday. All right. Did you, uh, we just got done talking about the driver hand animations. Did you have anything you wanted to add about that? Absolutely. Um, I, I looked at the, uh, the animations and they look, I, they don't look exactly what I'll do, like what I do with my wheel, but um, they look like they will help out with uh, with the immersion. Um, the hands keep moving, which is a big thing. Um, previously, they locked at uh, ninety degrees, and that that throws somebody off. If if you're in um, if you're in a VR headset and the hands stop moving, it, your your first instinct is to turn harder, and uh, sometimes that doesn't work out very well. Well, 
supposedly VR is the future, so hopefully this will be the next step in the right direction. Yeah, I have a feeling it's only going to improve. Interesting, because the next link happens to be about another new VR headset by uh, Microsoft for Windows. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that one, Lance? So from what I've been looking at um, with the holographic virtual reality headset, is it's more of it's it's more geared toward um, augmented reality and less towards uh, virtual reality. So would it still be ideal for iRacing? Not in its current form, I don't believe. Okay. What What do you mean by augmented uh, against uh, the current virtual reality? Okay, so these are designed to be um, glasses that you can put on and, and uh, walk around inside of a space. Uh, they're geared, it looks to me, more like uh, to architectural firms where you can lay out a room, uh, overlay it on the room that you're currently in, and walk around virtually in that environment and see see what's going on in there. Well, so a totally different idea to VR then. Right, and I, it's a work in progress, so they may um, they may release something in the near future that is more geared toward uh, toward total immersion virtual reality, which is what the Vive and the Oculus and the uh, HDK one are. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they uh, come up with later on in the future. Anyway, it's one more. Uh, one more name getting into the VR world. Absolutely. And and as time goes on and uh, the technology gets better, you'll see more companies jumping into the mix. There's some pretty exciting VR headsets coming down the road. It's almost like, you know, when TVs first started, it was one company and then two, and now you can get like 10 different brands of TVs. So. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing uh, Carlos's version of OSVR when he tries that one out. Yeah, I don't know about that. You're not gonna Still try debating it? whether or not to get one. Well, let you know. Just apparently they're pain in the ass to set up, so Well, I guess I could figure it out, but I don't know. We'll get we'll figure it out here next month. Yeah, you're well, you can guy. always get a hold of Lance. Lance I'm sure will help you guide you through it, so Right next up, does sim racing actually help a race car driver? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. I think it does. I mean, how many uh, real NASCAR drivers are driving in the sim right now? I mean, I drive against two of them every week. Yeah, well, this article is put out by NASSportsCar.com, and uh, they wrote up a all right article about it. And like you said, we do have quite a few that uh, run in iRacing every once in a while, spotters and uh, drivers alike. It's iRacing is the most realistic compared to any other one out there. Um, not only that, you also have a live competitors compared to AI, uh, which is better immersion when it comes to racing. Um, I see a lot of real-time racers here in, in the iRacing servers. Um, there are other many, many, many more articles that claim I, um, real racers using iRacing to learn the track when they don't know it, uh, familiarize themselves, get themselves comfortable. 
Um, we even have iRacers that have gone into real racing. As you already know, McGee is one. Uh, I'm Majeski, another. I mean, several. Uh, there is a, a, a link between real racing and virtual racing or simulated racing. It can, be, it can be used to go from one to the other. And, of course, those professionals that come practice on the virtual world. Well, just like you're talking about that, um, like that William Byron that's running the truck series right now, he actually started on iRacing, and now he's you know signed with Hendrick Motorsports to to uh, for 2017 to race you know I think uh, Xfinity cars I believe. Yes, that's correct. That's true. I've also read about him as well. Well, even on smaller scale, I uh, I have a front wheel drive car that I take to uh, <laughs> track days at uh, some some. Decent-sized tracks, uh, Brainerd International Raceway. I hope one of these days to get over to uh, Road America in uh, Wisconsin. Um, but it, it's similar in perform. My car is similar in performance to the Kia Optima, and so I take that out um, and, and practice apexing and, and practice my racing skills with that a couple of weeks before I go to the track. And I can tell you, it definitely does translate. Yeah, we saw saw that footage you put up this summer when you ran it at at the track, and maybe we'll have to get some of that and put it on the uh, live show here when we do the podcast, so people can see that. It's pretty interesting there. You you run it side by side with that car. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to run down um, a car that's supposed to be faster than yours. It's uh, there when I was doing autocross, I outrun a um, a GTR, which is a hundred thousand uh, dollar. Um, Nissan sports car, and I, I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> well, I would hope you would. But uh, n- next up, we're actually going to talk about a a real iRacer turned real driver now in uh, 2016 GT Academy winner uh, Johnny Guidini Hamui from Mexico. He uh, he went to the academy, and I guess he's going to move on to be a professional race car driver now. That's cool. So just another one that's moving up the ranks, I guess. And hopefully he has a pretty successful career up there along with the rest of them. Brazilian, they're fast. These guys are always fast. Congratulations to him. Yeah, definitely. Always nice to see somebody moving up. Uh, Lance, you want to pick up the next one? Oh, what do we got? The Peak Antifreeze Series? Yep, the qualified. Yeah, I'd like to see this. i like to see that it's a, a change in format for guys to get into the Pro Series. The uh, NASCAR iRacing Pro Series is going to be the sole qualifying series for entry into the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series. Uh, it's set to start in... November of the current year and ended around January. Now we've had we've had a uh, uh, PJ Sturgis here, uh, uh, Ray Alfawa, um, Tyler Hudson, and we all, we spoke about this uh, several times and the qualifications for NASCAR. Um, personally, in my personal opinion, it should be the NIS. Uh, unfortunately, it's a full length thirty six season. 
race, so I, I, I see why they cannot use it as a qualifier for the peak antifreeze. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is giving a lot of people uh, the opportunity, well, at least 10 people, <laughs> the opportunity to, to gain a, a pro license. And welcome. That's very nice. Yeah, if you can, it, it's like they did the uh, the Funk Plane um, series. They ran uh, like a, a six week series, and uh, the guys that made it to to the highest uh, certain amount of slots and points transferred on. Yeah, well, actually, all the series have a qualifier that are coming up now in November. Um, the Peak Antifreeze, as well as the Blanc Pain uh, GT uh, Endurance Series. Um, as well as uh, the the professional uh, um, F1 series, I guess is what you would call it. Uh, all of them are, are going through qualifying now in November. Uh, in iRacing with A license or B4.99, I believe, or above, can uh, attempt to gain a, a pro license. Um, I guess uh, iRating I doesn't matter. Only in the fact of the matter, of course, is that you're going to be placed in a split that is lower if you have a low I rating. And, of course, you want to be placed in a higher split to gain the most point possible. So uh, those with the higher I rating are the ones that are going to have the best possible chance at gaining their pro license. And I wish the very best to whoever does gain it. I've always kind of thought it would be cool if they did it based on a qualifying time and not sure... Not not your I rating, but uh, there's there's downsides to that, like uh, the hot lappers. There's there's people that we're familiar with that we know that are excellent one lap racers, and then they just fall to pieces during the regular race. So that may not work. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, uh, those guys are professionals for a reason. Uh, they work hard to get to the point that they are, and definitely well deserved to those who make it. Uh, definitely. I mean, I, I can never compare myself with any of those guys. They're, they're just, <laughs> they're, no matter how much I try, they're, they're just too quick. Yeah, it's, I, I never get worried when I qualify 10th or something in a race because <clears throat> I qualify well at some tracks and I don't at others. But like you said, there's hot lap heroes out there, so I never really sweat the whole qualifying. I generally just do it for my pit stall. So... Then you get those you freaks always, that can run qualifying laps every lap for an entire run. Yeah, the, you got those guys out there too. So, But generally, I mean, there's a lot of hot lap heroes out there. So I I wouldn't uh, stress it if you get into a race and you see that really good time there. You never know. They might not be uh, anything in five laps. Especially in open. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably run the series just to run it. Um, not that I'm going to make pro, definitely not. Um, but I, it'll be fun to, to just see where I can stand. If I can put myself in the top 200 out of 2,000 people, then, hey, I'm happy with that, you know? Yeah, at the very least, it's still something to do over the winter break. Yeah, I agree. Great. Well, next up, Jose, you, you did a new build. Did you want to uh, talk about that tonight? Well, I got a couple of minutes here that I guess I can talk about it. Uh, what do you want to know about the new build? I guess the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Let's hear about that new build. <laughs> well, I, I like, like you know, I did decide to do a build on my own. I did not want to buy any computer off 
uh, the market, like Best Buy or anything. Um, didn't feel that they had the power that I really wanted. And I was really looking to install the, at that time, new GTX 1080 card. Um, I held up for a while until the GTX 10, uh, 1080 became available. Once it became available, I was able to purchase all the parts that I wanted. Um, I started with a, a Corsair 750D case, which is a humongous case. Uh, if you want a case with plenty of room, that is the case to buy. Uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing case. Um, I have plenty of room there to put three video cards if I wanted, plus some. Um, along with that, I, I guess uh, I, I decided that I, I wanted to go with as much power as I possibly can. Um, as much as I can afford, of course. Um, and I knew I was going to spend a lot of money with a GTX 1080, but nonetheless, uh, that was my first goal. Um, I went with a, an Asus X99A um, number two uh, motherboard. Um, then I also uh, decided that I needed some uh, good RAM. So I bought the G Skill uh, RAM, um, 64 megabytes of it. <laughs> uh, Wanted to go yes. big, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to go big, didn't want to go small, so uh, I went with the 64 gigs of it. Um, I bought a, a two terabyte hard drive, um, for storage, and I ended, ended up damaging it. Um, but I already had bought a, a 500 terabyte SSD drive as the initial drive. Um, I decided to send the, the regular hard drive back to uh, uh. Um. Uh, my my mind is losing me. Newegg, I'm sorry. And um, they were, I was able to exchange it. Um, but in the interim, I went and I bought another uh, two terabyte hard drive. So I ended up installing two extra hard drives for an additional four terabytes into it. Um, so I have plenty of storage on this uh, computer. Um, I also went and bought a Blu-ray. Uh, Drive. I uh, wanted to stay away from the DVD and decided, my, well, might as go all the way then. So I went and bought a, a Pioneer Blu-ray. Um, added also a Sound Blaster sound card, the um, Adage RX7 uh, sound card. Um, along with that, I, am, I added a 1,000-watt power supply um, just in case I wanted to buy another video card in the future, which I pretty much doubt, but nonetheless, uh, I, I bought it anyway. Um the Windows 10 on it and uh, got it working. Uh, ever, it's been working ever since. I've been running... Uh, I, I limited my frame per seconds in iRacing to 84, uh, and it's been running a solid 84 frames per second all the way. Um, I guess I can do it unlimited. I never really tried to run unlimited nor have i tried to overclock the the graphic cards nor anything else on the computer just running as i installed it with, with no trouble at all um it's running three monitors very cleanly actually four monitors i'm sorry um and of course the additional third-party apps that i run on the side so everything runs normal the only thing that i worry about once in a while is uh the, the internet connection itself which um I believe might be the problem with my internet provider, but that's something that I have to resolve and look into in the near future. Well, that sounds like one mean beast. 
Oh yeah, I call it Black Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap up tonight's show. So, if you have any ideas that you want us to to discuss, if you you know if you're running any special events and you want to get some word out there, then uh, be sure to get a hold of us at Typhosi Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and. Uh, We'll be sure to get in touch with somebody to get you on the show and talk about it. Um, want to say welcome again to David Thompson for joining us and look forward to racing with you in the near future. So uh, until then, take care, guys. Good evening. Lounge Pod. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.